Welcome to the Small Church Leadership Podcast, the podcast where we are helping the small church fulfill the big mission. My name is Brian, and I am a fellow small church pastor. I'm joined alongside of two other fellow small church pastors, amongst other things. Colby and Joey, how you guys doing? Doing great. Doing good. Blessed. Oh, I, I was about oh, to say, man. man I thought we were going to have to stop right there. Hey, hold on a second. He's <laughs> just doing good. Tell me what's going on. Well, so just guys, coming out of Easter and everything, right? So that's, uh, yeah, when, that's, that's when, what when it is. This, when this plays, it'll be coming out of Easter. <laughs> this is building up to Easter. So we're wore out. Yeah. We're, we're tired. <laughs> we're, we're like, Oh, this is not a good idea. And by the way, we record these on a Monday. And for you pastors out there, you know that the Monday hangover is real. It is a real. It is very real. We all have our resignation letters ready to go. <laughs> yes. And, uh, yeah. I've always been told don't resign on a Monday. So. <laughs> I love how Joey deals with resignation letters. What what do you always say? I tie them to a rock and try to throw them through the stained glass windows. But they put plexiglass <laughs> over the windows, so they just bounce off. And bounce I off, like bounce more off a and hit him in the head. Yeah. Oh, uh, win for losing. Uh, so, pastors, we get it, man. When we talk about we're just small small church leaders alongside of you, we are definitely in the thick of it, in the trenches. But this is what, this was what gets me motivated on a Monday. Otherwise I would be, you know, that holy hangover would be going pretty strong, yeah. but, uh, I've got Monday afternoons to look forward to. And so. So don't say that though, cause then people will think they need to start a podcast. No, they listen to the podcast. Oh, okay. okay Monday, okay. Monday afternoons, right. the podcast is coming out at three That's o'clock right. and, uh, That's right. 3 p.m. Eastern. And, um, you Ooh, know, Eastern. Yes. We say that for our international audience. That's right. <laughs> we are global. Okay. So now let's jump into our content. There we go. We've wasted everybody's time. <laughs> Joey is blessed. Yeah. Joey's blessed and Colby's doing all right. I'm doing and good. And Brian has a hangover. And so, well, probably should rephrase the that. holy anyway, hangover. The holy hangover. <laughs> so today, guys, we are continuing this sermon series on the difficult lessons that ministry Brings with it and ministries taught us and all of that. I can't remember what we're calling it. Hard uh, lessons. Hard lessons of ministry. And so today, Kobe, you've got the reins. Why don't you tell I us what you're talking about today? I've got it. We are talking about ministry being difficult. Ministry being is so hard. It is. And, and so we just want to walk through a little bit and, uh, and talk through it and understand that it is, it is hard for everybody and, uh, you're not, you're not the only one. And so, um, you know, we are on the same team. We're walking through it together. Yeah, so uh, yeah. the, the first question I got is, what's the most difficult thing you guys have faced in ministry? Oh, my gosh. Oh my. Like, a- <laughs> man, I, I think I probably, probably should have gave you a heads up. Yeah, I was going to ask you questions. I, I've got a Mount Rushmore of things that I've faced <laughs> in ministry that are difficult. I think the most difficult that I've faced in ministry has been we went through a church split about five years ago. Yeah. And, uh, it, man, it just killed all of our momentum. And, honestly, we've been working hard to try to build back from that. Um, and just, it was somebody who was my close friend. He was, I considered him an associate pastor. Um, and just, it hurt me emotionally, caused me to like really close off and, and not trust people for a while. Um, numbers took a huge hit. Um, and so, yeah, that was for me, that was a terrible, terrible one. I'd honestly love to do a whole podcast on how to recover from church splits. Uh, cause I, I know I'm not the only one that's experienced that. So that's mine. My most difficult was confronting at the right time in the right way um, because you would force me to confront something hmm. and then I'd be that bull in the sh- china shop and I'm tearing everything up. Um, when I, I've had to learn it, this most, this caused me the most difficulty yeah. is learning to um, when to confront when's the right time, when's the right moment, 
not let it linger beyond and turn into something else hmm. and then do it in the right way. Oh man. That's, that sucks, dude. And, and, and to share mine, my most difficult thing in ministry outside of the current pandemic. I mean, right. I wanted, I, and I forgot to add that part on earlier and neither one of you guys said coronavirus. So that's good. Uh, man, coronavirus but, was great, man. The, we started doing church online. I got to preach with no pants on. Like, come on. Yeah. Try to do yeah. that now. And they, they, well, they, they start anyway. fussing at you. <laughs> the, uh, the most difficult thing that wait, I faced wait a minute, in ministry. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm sorry to interrupt. Coronavirus wasn't great. I said coronavirus was great. Like people have like tons of people have died from coronavirus. Right. It's not great. Yeah. I, I should have probably edited that joke. I got to figure out how to do that. Okay, so anyway, that's okay. We understand uh-huh. that uh, it changed the way we did ministry. Yes. We do ministry, which has been great uh, that way. But the most difficult thing that I have faced in ministry is the days that end in why. And it hmm. has been, you know, I, I look at it and, and I, and I preached on this about being enthusiastic for Jesus and, and that we need to be enthusiastic because so many people look at us and they want to know how can you make it through the day when, when things are going on around us. And it's because of Jesus. And so that's what the enthusiasm is. When I first became a pastor, I had, uh, other pastors ask me, How's it going? And I was on fire. I was lit up, ready to go. I love what I do. I love where I do it. And I love the people I get to do it with. And so they, uh, they're like, you know, they keep answering, they keep, they keep responding to it the same way. And this is multiple pastors. You're still in the honeymoon stage. Yeah. And I used to get so irritated with that because they would, they would, kind of squash that enthusiasm that I had, right? Because I was, ex- I'm excited about the fact that, that, you know, I worked for a, a high power in the United States military, right? When I was in the Air Force, I worked for some pretty high ranking people. Uh, you know, the, the, the president of the United States is our commander in chief, but I retired from the Air Force and started working for an even higher power on, and an man. even greater power. Yeah, and so I was excited yeah. about that, right? And so I, I want to say that the hardest thing that I have faced, the most difficult thing that I have faced in ministry is keeping the fire lit. Mm. And that doesn't right. mean I don't follow Jesus. I do every single day of my life. But keeping that fire lit has been difficult for me. Now I've been a pastor for nine, almost nine years. I haven't had church split. Um, I've had people leave. And I miss them, but I, I wouldn't say that that's been difficult on me. I've had to say goodbye to some great saints. Mm. That's been difficult. That is tough. Um, you know, people that love the Lord, but I, I know they're fine. They're better. Yeah, oh yeah. They're that's, good. Not, that's not the end of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're good. So the, the most difficult thing is to keep the fire going. Mm. And especially, and I said outside of the current pandemic, but this last year has been rough. It has been rough on pastors, especially small church leaders because uh, another sermon I did, it was about, um, staying encouraged. And it was one of the things that I said was every decision that I have made over the last year has been scrutinized, analyzed, criticized, every eyes you could think of mm-hmm. by me, not by the congregation. Now I'm sure the congregation has too. I know there's people out there that disagree with the masks and they disagree with the social distancing. And you know, you're not putting your faith in the Lord. If you're not, if you, if you think the coronavirus is going to kill you, uh, I'm going to go see Jesus anyway. So I win real, all that nonsense. Right. (laughs) So, but I have criticized, analyzed, uh, everything about every decision I've made. And that's made it even more difficult to, to get through the, uh, 
the pandemic itself and, and ministry. So when I say that every day that ends in Y has been the hardest thing that I have <laughs> faced, it really has, just making sure that I stay fired up. Because when I coached middle school football, I was the head coach. I had coached at the high school for a couple of years, and I went to the middle school. And I shared this in one other podcast. We were getting beat. We got beat by a team. Then we got beat by a team that shouldn't have beat us. And I asked the head football coach for the varsity, you know, what do I do? And he said, "The most your team will only be as excited as their leader. And so my church is only going to be as enthusiastic for Jesus as I am. And I can only lead them to where I am. So that's a lot on, on a pastor. It's a lot on them. So trying to, trying to stay above that, trying, trying to stay above the, the, the fray of those things. I, I would like to dig in and not like a whole podcast of it, but how did you get from the, uh, the, with the church split? How did you get from that part to now where you are and you're building a healthy, healthier church? Well, that's such a great, great question. I think the biggest thing, if I were to probably nail it down or narrow it down into maybe three things would be first, I, I had to process the hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest with you, that took a long time. There are even sometimes today when I'll think about that person and I'll think about that, that church that they're at now. And like, I, I try to pray for all the churches in their area, but there's like, when I get to that one, I'm like praying with gritted teeth sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and really, I'm like so much better and healed on the other side of it, but still, there's that human side of me that's like, ah, oh, that turd, that turd box, <laughs> like went and did this. So like having to get, have the time to process that, I had to be okay to be angry for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to be okay, like just not being okay for a while. So I had to process it. The other thing is, uh, I didn't just process it alone, but my wife is amazing. Um, and she, she was right there with me the whole thing, the whole time. Uh, and then the other thing, the third thing I would say is my friends, man, you guys. And then there are a handful of other people that were part of that process too. But man, just like coming and hanging out with you when we were doing financial peace, Colby, and like right. watching the fire in your eyes and watching how excited it was that, that things were happening around here. And we would meet and just before the three of us started meeting together, but hanging with you, Joey, and hearing all the things you're doing at Faith Outreach and like watching you guys make leadership decisions and watching you guys breathe life into your churches and into your ministries. And also like it, it did me good leaving some of those lunch meetings and going like, I was able to help those guys a little bit. And like, like they're now going to be able to, to be better because I was able to help them with something that I learned. And so like, man, just watching you guys uh, was really helpful. Now, now, not just the watching part, but also, man, you know, you guys had some good encouragement and some, some, you know, would let me go out and play golf and laugh and not talk about church and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But so I guess when I say processing emotions and spent, and having a good support system have been, been good for me. Joey, how about you processing through the uh, most difficult part of ministry? Uh, just truly sitting back and evaluating why didn't I confront that earlier? What, and it was for fear. It was fear. Mm-hmm. I fear I was going to lose something. I feared that they were going to get mad and leave, which they did they anyway. Did anyway. Yeah. And yeah. it was just later on when it was worse. Yeah. Oh. yeah. That's, a, that's a lesson you've taught me over the years. It's like, man, they're going to leave anyway. And so don't be scared to make the choice. And you've really helped me with that. If they're going to stay, they're going to stay. If they're going to leave, they're going to leave. Every Sunday I start out like, hey, if you want to leave, just right there's the door. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we welcome you to stay or to leave. Your choice. In Dealing with that early um, then cuts off everything that comes behind that. Sure. But then I'm not mm-hmm. a confronter. I don't like to confront. So I have I have to uh, – that's why I did it so bad. Mm-hmm. And so I said, okay, before I confront, confront, 
I've got to get with the Lord and I've got to process this. Why is it such a big deal? What is going on? What needs to be done? How does it need to be done? What's wrong with the way we're doing it? And process that. So I had the answers instead of just going in there mad and fussing. So you need to uh, embrace creating conflict. Hmm. It is nice hmm. at times. <laughs> Maybe. What is anyway. it? Lencioni in the book? The I had no problem uh, doing this, creating continued. conflict with my family and my wife and my kids. <laughs> yeah. So it, I can do it there. It's right. just yeah, other. Yeah. We're, we're good at yeah. it in certain places, but not in others. Yeah. So there's an article out hey, there. Hold on. Let me finish that oh, Lencioni go ahead. quote. Go ahead. People oh, are like, yeah, what Lencioni. book is it? Like, it's the book where he does Death by Meeting, where he talks about mining for conflict. Yes. And how conflict is not necessarily negative, that some, some of the best leaders in meetings will mine for conflict because if everybody's a yes man, there's probably something they're not saying and bringing to the table. See, that's why I want to be the best leader I can be. And I stir up conflict everywhere I go. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, moving on. So there's an article on uh, churchleaders.com from Brian Dodd. uh, Leaders are bleeders, pastors who want to quit. And and it's an interesting article. um, And I was reading through it. It says, pastors are blindsided by betrayals, staff and lay leader conflict, uh, misunderstandings, uh, bearing the burdens of others, good friends leaving the church. And, and it goes through about the average American pastor makes less in compensation than the average school teacher. They try to raise a family on meager salaries while sometimes carrying enormous student loan debt. And, and all of that stuff creates the conflict within us that, that we're trying to deal with. But here's, here's one of the sentences that I thought was very important. In addition, many pastors and their wives both report having no friends. Mm. You know, mm. you talked, Brian, about how you got through that was friends. Yeah. And we've talked a lot about that in our podcast, having friends, because the three of us are friends and, and we get together periodically outside of church settings and do different things. And if we're meeting, we're eating. So we, yeah, we have baby. food and, and, uh, and we do different things. And so we see a lot of, a lot of leaders out there that are hurting. Uh, ministry is difficult. It's not an easy thing to do. No, if it, it was not. easy, everybody would do it and yeah. it would last forever. Right. And, and some of the hardest things out there to do is to say goodbye to people that you need to say goodbye to, uh, that, that, you know, they, they need to leave the church. They need to go find a church that will cater to their desires because that's what they're looking for. Um, sometimes we got to, uh, uh, just, sometimes we need to weep. Yeah, absolutely. There, the Bible, the book we read from every Sunday says there is a time to weep. I joke that my favorite Bible verse, that's not really a joke. My favorite Bible (laughs) verse is John 11 35. Jesus wept. Yeah. Yeah. It took me forever to memorize that and I I finally got it. And just keep in mind, he knew what he was about to do. Yeah. But he he still wept. He he still still entered into the pain. And, and I talk about that to a lot of people about, you know, if Jesus can, can weep, so can we. And then a lot of times leaders need to, they, they try to, uh, and I, and I liked what draw me, drew me to this article was leaders are bleeders. Uh, we take beatings in ministry. We take all kinds of beatings. Sometimes we take beatings from elders or deacons in our church. Uh, and so one of the keys is having the right people in the right positions. I've got some great ones here. Yeah. Um, I've got some that would stand between, between me. I've actually had, I had somebody that was, uh, put on social media that, uh, I was toxic. Um, I told you I'm sorry. The hardest, okay. So that just brought into my mind one of the hardest things for me in ministry is not clocking somebody. Oh my, um, man. I'm telling you, I feel like I want to be like Samson some days. Oh, and I just so wanna, this, this guy put I on social media. I already know where the jawbone of the ass is going to be found at. 
in this room. <laughs> Look at everybody. This, this guy, he put on social media that I was toxic and I didn't respond to him on social media. I texted him, uh, personally and I said, uh, I'm sorry you feel that way. Uh, hope you find a church that you love. God bless you. And that was the end of my conversation with this guy. Some of my leaders, they didn't let it end there. <laughs> and I didn't need to respond to him on social media because my leaders did. Right. And they were, they were gracious. Uh, but they corrected his, they corrected, corrected his behavior. If you meet us and outside the church this Sunday at 1230, we'll show you who's toxic. <laughs> they start doing that. <laughs> yes. They've got a yeah. West Side story happening in the back parking lot. So, you know, we have so many, uh, there was another article, um, uh, just this past February, uh, the 22nd, uh, Brandon Cox wrote an article on, uh, churchleader.com to every pastor who's ready to give up. And one of the big things in that article is we have no friends. Hmm. And when we're going through ministry, ministry is difficult stuff to do. We, we go through the ministry and, and we see, um, we see that, uh, uh it's difficult. We got to figure out how to get through it. Most of the time it comes down to who do we have in our corner oh, and, and not fighting in our corner, but we need that encouragement. We need to get together with people. I know pastors that are, are, are lone rangers. You know, they, they don't want to have anything to do with other pastors. They don't want to have anything to do with other churches because they all think that, that other churches are trying to jockey for position yeah. to get their people into their yeah. church. And that couldn't be further from the truth in most cases. Now I'm sure there's some, uh, what do you call them? Turd bags. Yeah, turd box. Turd boxes. Yeah, some of those people box. out oh. there that, that, that are out there trying to steal people. They're trying to build their kingdom. Yeah. You know, they're trying to, to build their palace and not God's kingdom. And, and, and so those are the problem children that you got to figure out. But when we try to get through ministry on our own and we don't try to do it and we don't have those friends that we can rely on, that we can talk to, that we can, um, spend time with, uh, that's when ministry gets very difficult. And I just want to point the listeners, if you haven't listened to the November 2nd podcast of the Healthy Pastor series that we talked about good friends, that's the one that you need that's to go back one, to. Man. And friend, friends, uh, Kobe, I just want to say so everybody that's listening knows, like, we are, we are definitely living by what we're saying here. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. We absolutely. are super close, all of us, and even our families. Like, we just this past weekend, all of us had our spouses together at, Oh, speaking of spouses, all of us had our spouses. That's mine calling in on my phone on Do Not Disturb. So, but we all were hanging out together and just enjoying hanging out and 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 just being friends together. Yeah. That's fun, man. Like sometimes and I laugh catching so ourselves, hard. catching ourselves talking about ministry. Yeah, and every which, time which we like, correct no, it, no, we don't want to talk stop. church. We don't want to talk um, shop. And so we have to we have to reel that reel that in and and just enjoy each other's company. So yeah, that, that November 2nd podcast, you guys really need to go back and, and listen to that. If you have listened to that, go back and re-listen to it because it's got good information about, uh, about all of that. Um, and, and so, you know, I asked you guys, how do you got through your, your part of, uh, the, the hardest part, the, the, the difficulty of the ministry portion that you faced. Um, but going a little bit further on that, we need leaders who lead others, not leaders who do everything. Man. I'm, I'm going to step on I'm going to step on your toes here real quick because this is something to to this, this is something that uh, that I have really been working with my leaders. We're going to have to start approving these podcasts. Talk. Like I'm <laughs> going to need to see pass my notes, notes on to you guys prior to. Give me the notes before we record. So the uh um the the first thing that I wrote down is we need leaders who lead others, not leaders who do everything. And, and so I had a conversation with my leadership team, and I said, you know, they were oh, I'm stressed, I, I I'm I'm overwhelmed, I got this, I got that, and I said, listen, 
If you're a leader who is overwhelmed, you're not a leader. You're a doer. You are to lead people Gosh, to do man. the things that they're that, that need to be done. I can't I just, do everything. Y'all can't do everything. And listener, you can't do everything in your church either. He's making, so, I'm, he's making me mad. I am going to be stepping on toes. I'm sorry. So uh, I'm not sorry because we need to hear this. That's okay. I'll be like, well, Kobe, you should go and listen to the episode of Ministry is <laughs> Tough and Difficult and Hard. Well, I'm the one that divvied up this uh, <laughs> the, the, the uh, topics here. So I gave myself the, the good ones, right? You so, gave yourself the hard, the Ministry is Hard ones. Ministry is Hard, yeah. So uh, so we need to, we need leaders that are leading. Not leaders that are doing. If you're just going to do everything, you don't need a leadership team. And when you oh, when you man. are leading, wait, 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 wait. If you're just going to do everything, you don't need a leadership team. You got it. Whoa, whoa, who are you wait. leading? If you're oh. doing everything, who are you leading? You're not leading anybody. You're doing all the work, man. Like, I, but I can just hear people like, I, but you don't know. My church isn't that big, and I don't have that many people. I've only got two people. How are you telling me I need a leadership team? There you go. You got them right there. Now, come on, man. Like, it's just two people and they're not that really, they don't, they're not that good and they're just part time. We got to develop leaders. And, and, and my feeling is this. I'm not always going to be the pastor of this church. And so I yes. need to make sure that yes. I have leadership in place so that my replacement, yeah. whoever that is, whenever mm-hmm. that is, my replacement can walk yeah. in and continue and to go. impact the kingdom. You know, man, like we, yes, I, I want to talk to small church pastors because we've all been there. And what, like what I'm about to say, we all still are small church pastors, but we've all been in this place where we we would leave on a Sunday and go on a vacation or go on something, and we weren't there. And when we get back, we would always love it when people were like, "Man, it just it just wasn't the same without you." And I, I don't know, like, man, because we that builds our ego, right. and we're like, "Yes, we're needed." But I'll tell you, man, one of the first Sundays that I went away and I came back, and people were just like, "Oh, man, you should go away more often." I'm like, <laughs> "What? What are you doing?" But that's like I had to make that shift of maturity as a leader to be like, okay, that's what it's like. As I have a to leader, build this for gold. somebody else. Yes. Imagine if Paul the Apostle had built those church plants around himself, and when he left, they didn't survive. Right. He wouldn't have a church plant that he needed to send a letter to. We wouldn't have two-thirds of the New Testament. Yeah. I'll just drop that. We, we wouldn't even out. be here. Yeah. So, okay. So, so, uh, so, so we need leaders who will lead, not just do. Uh we we got to avoid the uh, a, a micro form of management, or also known as microjament, um, because it's not a good thing. <laughs> microjament is beautiful. Did you catch that I one? Did. Okay, I, I actually did write that down. A micro form of management, or or microjament. Um, so that is oh, who is that? who said that. That is was it, uh, Michael Scott Michael talking Scott to in, yeah. uh, Jim Halpert. He, he says uh, a micro form of of management. Jim, what's that called? Microjament. Oh, microjament. So anyway, sorry folks, just a little detour there. A little, little humor. To Welcome to Scranton. So uh, micromanaging. I mean, that's again, that's a leadership issue. Um, we can't. I'm I think done. we lost it, haven't we? I'm we've lost done. it. Yeah, I'm so. red. I can feel myself red. I'm never red. Yeah, day. we we we've lost this one now. No, we haven't. Anyway, so uh, you know, micromanaging every aspect of of the leadership. You know, I have my youngest leader, my youngest director here at the church. Uh, I think she's 22, 23 years old. Um, she has been. I've empowered my leaders to do what they do, and she actually texted me one time and told me to stay in my lane. I love it. She felt comfortable enough. That happened to you, be, not me. I love it. Because I was out of my lane. I, I had tasked her with something. Uh, she had a plan for it. It didn't, it wasn't as, as it wasn't when I wanted it done. So I did it and I messed up what she was doing. And she texted me and she said, stay in your lane. And I was like, you're right. 
I can't get mad at you. You're right. So uh, we we got to lead those leaders. We've got to empower those leaders to lead. We've got to trust them. It, it, I tell all of my all of my leaders, I trust you. Otherwise, you wouldn't be where you are. You wouldn't be a leader right now if I didn't trust you. So you got to let them lead. Something you just said remind me something else that's it's hard to do. It is learning to take criticism. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You just said that mm-hmm. she was allowed to criticize you or mm-hmm. point out. And sometimes that's hard to do is yeah. for us to take criticism yeah. and handle it the right way. Yeah, I think we act like we're above the law. Yeah. And like, you know, I can criticize you, but you can't criticize me. I can correct you, but you can't correct me. Yeah. we got to deal with that insecurity. Dang it. <laughs> uh, the the next thing we got to do so that uh, we can get past the, the hard part of ministry is we got to get people to own the process. Yeah, the Bible says let your yes be yes, your no be no. If they say they're going to do something, then, then, you know, move it along, have them do it, let them do it. Uh, if they, if they say they're going to do something and they don't do it, then you got to get on them. You know, they got to yeah. correct them, but, uh, you, you got to, you got to share with them the mission, vision, the core value. The why are we doing this? And when they say, okay, cause I have, I am not a creative mind. I don't have the creative mind. I am more of a destructive mind. So. <laughs> I can tear it with a bus stop. I can break it down quick, you know. So, so I'm going to have a breakdown if this, I yeah. I tell them, hey, here's the mission, the vision. Here's here's what we've got to do. Um, now go for it. And I let that. So we got to get from point A to point Z. And I don't care if it doesn't go in, in the order that I want it to go in. It's theirs. So you tell me how we're going to get there. We got to go from A to Z. How are we going to get there? And let them own that. Uh, you got to step back and let them go. And it has so, and I and I share these things because these are the things that I've been working hard on the last three years, two years mostly, um, because I've been planning something. I, I'm getting ready to take a sabbatical. I'm going to be gone for like six weeks, and I have known I was going to take that. I was going to take it last summer, uh, but you know, COVID and all that nonsense. Mm-hmm. So. I'm taking this about, I'm going to be gone six weeks. And so I have been training and teaching and leading my leaders so that we don't skip a beat in ministry, that we don't just sit around the, or they don't all sit around the building and go, well, I don't know what we're going to do. I got no pastor. <laughs> so, you know, we've got stuff. They, they are going to lead because I've been empowering them to lead. I've been working with them to lead and, and ministry isn't that hard when I've got somebody else dealing with this stuff. It, it is great. And it is freeing small church leader. Listen to me. It is freeing when somebody comes up and asks you a question that doesn't fall into your, you have to do realm and you, you say, go ask Brian, go ask Joey. And yes, you can use those two. Tell your people to go ask Brian and go ask Joey. And, and Joey and Brian look will for, give them the same answer. Tell them to look for the devilishly handsome man and the one that's significantly older than the other. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was, I was, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, the guys, the devilishly handsome man that's got a face for radio. Um, that's why we're not on video, right? So, so. But what happens if you've got people that won't won't lead their process? What do you guys you face that? Have you guys faced that type of thing? I've I face it a lot. I think this is just a statistic that I'm making up, but it feels like ninety percent of the people, like nine out of ten people that come through our doors, don't necessarily want to own up to the process. They just want to be fed and they don't want to be contributors. And so, man, it's this duck hunting analogy. You know, you can only the. Uh, 
take home the ducks that you shoot. And so shoot the people that don't want to work. No, that's, that's not what I'm, that, as small church leadership, we're not endorsing that. No, like the, the truth is like there are for that nine that don't want to do it. There's that one that does want to do it. And that man, they want to get in there and they want to, they want to really work. And so what I have found is find the ones that are working. Uh, Tim Elmore in this book called Habitudes, he has a series of various books called Habitudes and there are images that teach leadership lessons. And the one for communicators, he says, find your mom. And he talks about how if you were giving a presentation and your mom was in the room, she would be like grinning from ear to ear. Now he clearly doesn't know my mom. Okay. But anyway, he's like, when you're preaching from the stage, Find your mom. There's like three people in the crowd that are going to be like leaning in and smiling and like supporting you with their facial expressions and all of that. What I do when it comes to people who aren't, aren't pushing the vision forward is I find my mom. As I find who is it that is, man, ready to work, fired up, who can I pour myself into that I can trust that will get the job done. That's good. I, I wrote down some very spiritual advice here for that, for those leaders that you have that won't own the process and they won't lead people. This is very spiritual. So lean into your, uh, your Ooh. speaker. Cut them loose. Ooh, Cut them loose. Just because, <laughs> just because they're in a leadership position doesn't mean they belong in a leadership position. Uh. And, and we've all had leaders that we've had in our churches that didn't necessarily belong as leaders, but out of necessity, we thought the, we, we bought into the mindset, anybody is better than nobody. And that's not true. Sometimes you just got to leave a position open. Mm. And, and that means maybe cut that program, maybe, uh, mm. uh, you know, get rid of something like that. But if you've got leaders that are making it more difficult for you, they shouldn't be your leaders. You gotta, you gotta get rid of those leaders. Um, and then we, we mentioned this in the last podcast too. It was a kind of a, we had, I'd mentioned it to talk about mine, but it fit into, into the last one that we did. And so, uh, it was pastoring a small church is not a penalty. It's a specialty. It's a specialty. And, and so is ministry difficult? I think mm-hmm. we could all sit around yeah. and say yes. And there's all kinds of difficulties that come with it, whether it's organizing, whether it's leading, uh, whether it's seeing, People turn from their faith. <laughs> Maybe it's something that they, you know, you see people that uh, claim to know Jesus, but they won't live that way. That breaks our hearts. Uh, you know, we invest so much time into people, and and so it, it makes it difficult for ministry. But being a small church leadership, being a small church leader, it's not a penalty. You didn't upset God because you uh, yeah. did yeah. something. It's it it's a takes a special person to lead those small churches because people are flocking to the big ones. The money is all at the big ones. Uh, and, and I mentioned this a, a while ago. Um, you know, a pastor told me that the, the big church is killing the little church. And I said, no, the big church is giving the little church an excuse to quit. And we've got to continue to leave. I am stomping on everybody's toes today. Am Man, I? can't you see our time's up, bro? Stop talking right now. <laughs> <laughs> our time is, our time is, it's a good thing our time is up because I'm, I'm done with my notes. I had everything. Um, you know, it, it just, it's, ministry is difficult, but I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't get through a lot of the things that I've had to deal with without you guys. Uh, I know Aww. you guys couldn't get through it without me. And, and, you know, we've, we've all needed each other at some point in our ministry. I mean, we text each other. Hey, pray for me. I'm about to go into a meeting. I'm about to kill my kid. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm oh. about to lose my mind. You know, pray for me. Hey, got this going on in my family. I got that going on in my family. And, and yeah, 
Pastor, if you don't have somebody in your corner, you need to get somebody in your corner. Yeah, man. Uh, find and a how, local how do you church do that? that if, you find a local church pastor and you say, hey, can we go and get coffee? I just want to find out more about who you are. Like, don't don't make it weird. And don't compare size. Yes, please don't do that. Don't get into the room and be like, man, my church is not as big as that guy's church. Like, stop. Just don't, stop. Don't meet up with a pastor and just the first thing out of your mouth say, uh, we're so we're getting so big now that we got to go to two services. That, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're adding to our numbers daily. The Lord is adding to our numbers <laughs> daily. You know, it's not, that's not how you build the relationship. The relationship is, is investing in one another. Um, I could care less what you guys' numbers are. I just know that you guys are impacting the kingdom. So could the people that don't show up. I'm, <laughs> I, I, I know we're trying to impact the kingdom. We're trying to grow God's kingdom. We're trying to pack heaven to capacity. That's absolutely and, right. And that's, that's the bottom line. So when you meet with these pastors and you go out there and say, hey, I just want to meet with you, have some coffee or go to lunch or whatever, don't start talking about the size of your congregation. Don't Don't start talking about the size of your bank account and all that stuff. Just... Get to know each other. Yeah, just hang out, find out who they are, man, and go hit a bucket of golf balls, or I don't go on a shooting range. Go do something, man. Go play some video games. Do something. Go shoot and call Joey. That's right. But they got to supply the rounds right now. Yeah. (laughs) And with that being said, we would love to have you go and shoot us a. Five star rating. Boom! He didn't even know we were going to do that. See there? Yeah. Wherever you get your podcast for, you could give us a. Five star rating. Now, Colby would tell you to give us a whatever rating you feel is. But we don't listen to Colby because we want a five star rating. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Thanks for listening to the Small Church Leadership Podcast. If you would like to find us on social media, you could find us at a five star rating. Where could you find us at? Uh, Facebook.com slash small church (laughs) leadership. And with that, thanks for being here, guys. We'll see you next time as we talk about something else from this series that we have prepared for you that I don't have written down in front of me now. It takes longer than expected. It takes longer than expected. That's the Small Church Leadership Podcast, the podcast where we are prayerfully, hopefully, and God help us helping the small church fulfill the big mission. We'll talk to you next time, guys. Bye.